0: Do you love watching sports highlights? Five Star, the world's first sports highlight rating app is here. Athletes and fans can share, view, and rate the best sports highlights between one and five stars. The app is comment-free and has athletes of all skill levels, even pros like Kylie O'Miller, Kyle Harrison, and the 2022 PLL MVP Trevor Baptiste. Download Five Star Highlights to earn yours. Live from New Haven, Connecticut, we welcome in Yale coach Andy Shea to the Quintessential Podcast. this is only audio, but uh, for the fans out there, uh, just envision Coach Shay's hair and my hair identical. I, 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 I this is like looking into the mirror, Coach.
1: I think you got a little more creep than I got, actually. But
0: <laughs> uh, how you been? How you been? I love catching up. Uh, you know, I, I watched. Uh, you're obviously immersed in fall ball right now and recruiting. But uh, what was what was your summer like?
1: Uh, it was good. You know, I, I think um, you know I did the USA sixes team which which was was a great experience um I think it it's it's got me feeling behind in recruiting thank god I've got you know a good staff that was out there a lot but um it definitely you know even though it was only a few days it definitely put a hit in that and you know still recovering from that though so but I got to spend some time with the family other than that It it was a good summer
0: what was the best day of your summer
1: the best day of my summer
0: best day i i mentioned that because yesterday i was uh, was with my daughter and we were, we were we got up to woodstock new york where where my family has a cabin and we and we swam in this creek that, that i swam in as a kid three hours out in the sun in the cold water you know pretty vicious rapids and uh, at the end of the day we got in the car and we we're driving back and my daughter turns to me she goes daddy can we come here again tomorrow <laughs> and, and i and, and i realized that you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because that's where we spent all our days during the summer
1: well we we um as you know, I'm from upstate New York, and we spend a week every summer in, on Skinny Atlas Lake, um, you know, to, to, for vacation, and it had to be one of those days. We had almost perfect weather, um, you know, it was great, just, just, you know, being in the water, out in the sun, it was, it was you know, like you said, those, those days are what you miss growing up, and you can give them to your kids, it's a special thing.
0: I watched uh, some of the action from Birmingham, including the finals. It in one, was one of the greatest displays of lacrosse I've ever seen, quite honestly. Uh, the Sixes, the Canada second quarter uh, was unbelievable. I don't really want to talk about the game, but more so the format. Uh, w- what were your impressions? What do you think of Sixes? And, and how does the lacrosse world kind of come up to speed with probably the inevitability of, of this being the Olympic standard?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I I, I actually... I think the format is phenomenal. I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's the, the, if you strip down the, the, the game of lacrosse, the game of field lacrosse that we understand it's all those plays around the net, you know, rapid fire and, and it's faster than the fastest game on two feet. So, um, you know, I thought it was incredible. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely built for a, for a box team on grass, but, um, I think that we now know how, you know, how far we have to go and what we have to do. Um, but, you know, apart from losing in the finals the way we did, I still think the format's incredible. And, you know, I'm willing to argue with all the naysayers because I, I know that people are are upset with it. But I think if this is a way to get in the Olympics, I don't think we I think we owe it to the sport to kind of give it to the rest of the world, you know, especially if there's many countries that can't field a full team you know I, I just think it's a it's a version of the sport we've changed the sport a million times since since whenever it started we don't even know when it started so you know what's one more iteration in my in my view
0: yeah no I, I thought it was uh action-packed to say the least what was your takeaway from working with some of the pro players uh, you know you had guys like Adam Gittleman and I thought they were
1: awesome. I thought they were, you know, I, I think going in, I hadn't had a ton of experience working with guys, you know, on national team level or or pro level, you know, and, and I think that it's certainly different than coaching college guys, but at the same time, those guys are pros for a reason. They were, they were, they were great. They were phenomenal to work with. I wish my, my biggest regret is not having a different, not having a better lead up to it where I could have done a better job. I felt like I, you know, felt bad I let those guys down in the way that we did things um, there was a lot of trial and error and there's probably more error than I'm used to and you know that's just the way it goes but those guys are you know every one of them was, was great and you know
0: respectful and just phenomenal to work with. It seemed like watching the, the biggest difference in sixes to me was you know shot selection uh, it seems like shot selection is everything because a shot wide in the field game is is what 90 percent of the time it's a maintained possession play in this game it's a turnover uh and so putting shots on goal seemed to be like the number one stat yeah
1: and I think that's you know I think of it a different way it's shooting percentage and obviously if you're good if you're finishing if you're finishing well then you're selecting well I guess so um you just you don't have much much of an appetite for step down shooters as much as you do finishers you know i mean there's certainly a value in those guys but um the guys that can finish in tight it just they're they're at a premium and um you know that's once again that's the, these are obvious things once you start playing in it but you know it's something that we i think as a as a country you're gonna have to you know worry about the next time around
0: yeah no it's a format i think that should be introduced right now at, at the youth level at the high school level and even college teams, I wouldn't mind seeing them play some during the summer. I think it's a it would be an excellent cross training mechanism. A, a, any thoughts? In, in when when you sat down with the folks at US Lacrosse on, on how to get this thing ramped in the right direction? Um,
1: you know, I, I don't think we made any, we had any conversations like you know of that nature. I, I think that you know my son played youth lacrosse a couple of years ago, and and they were starting to do this seven on seven thing, which is basically the same thing, I guess. But, um, I couldn't agree more with the youth level. I mean, there's, there's, if I had a nickel for every kid, I, you know, that just got handed a deep hole because he couldn't, you know, handle a stick or whatever. It just stunts the growth of those guys that, you know, that maybe don't, can't handle the stick right away. and need need a little bit more time to develop. You get more touches and, you know, uh, we, we had kids on my son's team that spent a whole season, never touched the ball. You know, it's and that's not the way it should be, you know, in our sport. It's not that's not fair to those guys, just so that they're playing field lacrosse. Um, so I couldn't agree more.
0: We turn the page towards the fall. Yale football coming off a win over Howard. I think they host their first game coming up here uh this week. What what are what are your goals? Like when you sit down and and, and uh develop goals for for your fall portion of, of your of your year. What what what's a What's one or two key goals?
1: I mean, our goals for the year are always to overachieve. I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably not, um, I'm probably against the the grain with this. We don't say that we want to make this level or or win this many games or win all our games at home or anything like that. I don't think that. My feeling is that when that when you fall short with that, I think it maybe affects guys a little bit. What um, we tell our guys all the time, all all we want to do is overachieve relative to our talent. And, you know, whatever that looks like, we're going to find out at the end of the season. So um, I, I think by and large, we've been able to do that the last number of years. And, you know, that doesn't look like anything in the fall. In the fall, it's just getting the, getting the young guys up to speed with a pace of play, um, you know, allowing our sophomores time to to breathe a little bit and, and realize that level of intensity in our practices does, isn't directed at them. Um, I always, I'm, I always talk about those guys, their, their favorite practices of their career their, the fall of their sophomore year, because, you know, they get to start yelling at guys as much as they got yelled at, you know what I mean? So um, we don't really mention anything about our, our goals for the spring in the fall at all. Uh, it's just about, you know, getting out there and playing. And, and I think that's honestly, it's, it's a better way to do it. It's a little more um, focused on the game, I would say. Um, but I guess we never just thought about the fall in those terms.
0: I, I love the fall. Yeah, uh, you know, Competing in a different era, obviously, where our season didn't start until March. It was uh, much more laid back. Uh, you know, Coach Zimmerman did a wonderful job in practice of the skill development, the installation of team schemes. And, and then, as you said, the free play, we, we, we scrimmaged a lot. We got up and down the field, usually, usually for some stakes uh, the teams would vary, you know, the teams would vary. There'd be a theme each week. Uh, right. it, it was, it was, uh, it was a great way to get assimilated into the, into the team culture and uh, to improve, you know, I, I think w- when you break it down, like skill development is huge in the fall. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta teach, right. you, yep. you, you got, and, and then you gotta have some fun. Uh, well I mean like you like you said laid back
1: doesn't have to be uh it is laid back but it's not any less intense I would say there's just not the pressure of you got to win this week you know and in, the, in our at least for the Ivy League we don't get a preseason I mean we we start practice and we scrimmage somebody that first week I mean shoot a couple of years ago we scrimmaged Syracuse on the second day of practice and you know so you don't really get to you don't really get to play and make mistakes. And, you know, there's, there's a depth chart, but it's not, it's not overwhelming. I don't think. And um, fall balls, some of my, some of my favorite ball uh, seasons are fall ball seasons, to be honest with you. Um, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we, we break down a little bit about, you know, how we want guys shooting and how we want them playing defense, how we want them you know, playing in transition. And we, we make it, so much that that's, this is the basis for what we do and you need to learn it backwards and forwards now. And, you know, I think it goes a long way for the, for the over the course
0: of the, the year. Fed up with the same old generic lacrosse clothing? Check out HoboLax, the new up and coming lacrosse streetwear company making even the dustiest of players look trippier than a chocolate sundae. Visit www.hobolax.com and use code QUINT to get 50% off your first purchase. That's HoboLax, dot com, and the code QUINT, Q-U-I-N-T, all caps, for 15% off your first yeah, purchase. Without an impending game on, on every Saturday, do, do you find uh, building relationships is easier or, or uh, that, that, that your coaching staff can, can spend more time building relationships rather than worrying about a scouting report? Or oh, yeah, in about- the fall.
1: Without, yeah. In the fall. You know, and you still got to work at it. But, you know, in the spring, it's hard because once you get to the point, you know, you're you got to win. You're spending more time with the starters and you got to I think you still want to work on it in the spring and and get get touch points with those younger guys um, or those guys that aren't necessarily at the top of the depth chart. Um, but, yeah, by and large, in the fall, it's it's much easier. But that goes quick, too.
0: How do you intertwine the strength and conditioning component? of the fall and into your field sessions?
1: Uh, well, we come in out of shape, as you know, um, and we, we spent a lot of time trying to get, you know, up to games, game shape over the course of the fall. We played our alumni the other night, Friday night. Um, and we had four, three or four practices before we played them. Um, it was a, it was difficult. It was a good roster. It was a difficult team to beat. And uh, you know, so I think for us it was getting up to game speed because they haven't been playing as much lacrosse in the summer. Um, We do a lot of things to, to get kind of defluff them a little bit uh, once, once the semester starts. Um, And I think we're at the point now where the guys understand, you know, that they got to get up to a point where they have to make it through a full practice. We kind of almost didn't make it, I would say, we made it by the time the scrimmage came around, but the third practice was one we had to stop at an hour 45. So it just, guys start falling down. A couple guys pull a muscle. We got to shut it down. We can't go, we can't go full for normally till the end of the fall.
0: So that's something you're gauging. You're, you're watching, your eyes are on. your Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. We, we, uh, you know, we know exactly how, what their body composition is after, after, um Summer is over. They get a plan from there because it's entering a, a different phase. Um, and then they, you know, coupled with practice and maybe some extra conditioning if they need to, that they, they know where they're, they got to end by the end of fall. Do you guys use the
0: GPS system? We do not. You do not. Some teams have used it. I, I think it's got a, an application uh, for lacrosse. My, I my issue ask you is that.
1: it's a little, a little too much data. Um, and uh, that's that's something that i would probably it would drive me nuts so i try and stay away from it
0: <laughs> you'd be scouring you'd yeah. be scouring the you'd be scouring the printouts every morning right why why was uh why was matt Brown now only hitting 17 miles an hour instead of uh, his normal 19 exactly uh tell me about you some guys uh you know, you, you return some, uh, really key pieces from last year, some young guys who who were developing extremely well at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's start with Brandau who had, uh, a busy summer. Yep. What, what, uh, where's, where's Matt at right now?
1: Uh, Matt is a, uh, TA, uh, for, for a law school class. He's taken the semester off, um, to get, to get, uh, leave of absence a year of eligibility, um, but he is uh, a TA for Joe Psy, who's teaching a law school class at Yale, which is a very, uh, <laughs> very uh, highly sought after position.
0: Wow, that, that's yeah. unbelievable. Is he, is he allowed to participate in the team activities or no?
1: No, he's, at, he's out of school. So, I mean, he can, he can hang around. This is a free country, but he's got to be uh, he kind of sits on the sidelines, and he and a few other of the upper classmen that have done this are, are watching practice, uh, and they're it's driving them nuts. But you know they'll be they'll be fine.
0: Wow, that's the world you live in. So this is still uh, repercussions from the COVID year. Yes. Wow. And and uh, they've got to be. Uh, judicious they've got to be careful to to you know to fall within the rules that that's unbelievable how the, the sacrifice and, and the, the change in the typical college life has has hit uh, a handful of your yeah. guys these are uncommon times so
1: yeah it's it's you know and and, and that's thomas bragg and bryce demuth and um jack and jack stews they're all doing the same thing so um we're we're a much different roster right now when we get out there and practice
0: so I would guess the attack would, would be centered around Leo Johnson and Chris Lyons. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, those two guys are, are playing like they're playing better than last year. So, well, Leo played great last year. Did he almost have seventy points? No, oh, they both did. They both they both did better points wise than I don't know exactly what they had, but they they Matt I think Matt has the freshman record, um, but they both came pretty close to it last year.
0: So Brian Teblin and Chris Fake uh, have graduated and, and have moved on to Notre Dame, I believe. Yep. Uh, you, is Christian Crop did he also graduate? Crop graduated. He's, he's in the working world. Wow, he's in the working world. So the good news is Brad Sharp comes back as a sophomore. I, I'm guessing he was one of those sophomores that you, you were referring to.
1: Yeah, he's, you know, Brad's put on about 15 pounds and he's just as fast. And, you know, he's, he's, he looks great what's his what's his ceiling I don't know <laughs> I it's really pretty know. high
0: it's pretty high isn't
1: it he's the fastest player I've ever seen on, on lacrosse field I don't really i don't, uh, I, I think so
0: faster yeah. than than uh than than Reeves uh he, I don't know how to explain this but different and fast yeah faster
1: yeah I mean it, it's he um empirically speaking he's right there with him start, as far as the testing is concerned um but He's right there. Yeah. He, I, I, ben, and, ben and Brad are very close speed wise, I would say. Interesting. Like, you're going to, you're going to get me in trouble. I guess I got myself in trouble.
0: I, I love Patrick Hackler. Yeah. Uh, one of my, he's one of my favorite players, one of my favorite kids. Uh, how, how would you, how would you uh, describe his development?
1: I mean, Hacks just, a, he's just such a, like you said, he's a great kid. Um, he does everything we ask of him. He's diligent. He's tough. He cares um i could pretty much i could see him being captain you know when the time comes for sure um you know he plays he's great at d MIDI, he's he's great at offense but he does what we need him to do and i think that you know when his plate is full on one side it affects the other so um you know we're still in a in a flux period right now where we don't know what we're going to ask of him in the spring um i think he had Two goals versus the alums the other night. So we're we're playing a lot of two-way guys this fall, uh, just because we don't want to assign guys. And we've got we got some guys that could play more D than O, and you know, they, they're the other way around. So it, with only 10 practices, you don't really want to waste time hemming a guy in, you know what I mean?
0: So that's your schedule, only 10, only 10 allowable practices.
1: Yeah. Well, 12 dates and then two of them are competition. So then you take two off and then you get 10.
0: Wow. So uh, your, your, your team got better last year when you moved Hackler to that two way role.
1: Right. I would agree with that.
0: But now in the fall, I'm guessing for his development, he's got to, he's got to play. Oh, he's got to play D. He's got to, he's got to do a little bit of everything. And then you kind of slot him into to where he's most impactful.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, you know, once again, if we had more time, we'd be like, okay, yeah, we're definitely going to do this. But, um, you know, the kid's a chameleon anyway, he'll do whatever we ask him to do. You know, he'll drive the bus if we need him to. So I'm not, I'm not overly worried about, um, how, it, if it changes in the, in the spring.
0: Your sophomore class is really talented. Johnny Kybe, Carson Cool, were, were, were some flash, uh, freshmen last year. Yeah. Yep. Cool in particular caught my eye. He, he looks like he's pretty explosive.
1: He's fast. He's very fast. Is he he's gonna very,
0: be a – is he an attackman or is he a midfielder?
1: He's playing midi right now. Um, you know he plays he plays attack in practice sometimes, and then right now he's playing midfield. He played midi against the alums, he had a couple goals. Um, you know, I'm not sure how hard Tyler Warner was trying when he when he went on, but he did score one on him, so we thought Tyler would just beat up all our guys, but he, he got one on him, so that was good.
0: Jack Stewson comes back as a junior? Yep. He was, he was a wrecking machine towards the end of last year.
1: Yeah, he'll be a sophomore. Oh, he's a sophomore.
0: Okay, I had written oh, down that he was a sophomore last year.
1: Yeah, well, he's taken the leave of absence to, to, to rewind Preserved. his talk,
0: so to speak. Yeah. I thought he, 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 he turned the corner as a, as a, as a really, really good player. Towards the end of last year.
1: Well, I mean, I he started the game, started the season against Villanova with a stat line that is kind of mind blowing. He had like five cost turnovers, five ground balls, and a goal and assist maybe or um and he just you know he was like a lot of guys their first year doing it he he had games like that and then he had games where he didn't play great and you know for him if he gets consistent he's you know he's probably the best pole in the country. So um, and it's, you know, it's unfair to say it, if he gets consistent, I should say, I think he, he had just such a, such a splash versus Villanova. It's hard to, it's hard to sustain that. You know what I mean? Um, but he's a great kid and, you know, we're excited that he's, that we're going to have him for another year.
0: Who are the faces who are auditioning for spots in your defense?
1: Uh, we got a number of freshmen that, that you're talking about older guys or,
0: uh, yeah, no just, I got Bryce DeMuth and I got Michael Alexander. And then after right. that, I don't have much.
1: Yeah. I mean, Xander Martin, uh, played the, started the other night against, against the, uh, the alums, um, Charlie Weitzel is a sophomore, uh, that's been hurt, but he's, you know, in the mix. Um, you got, uh, Jake Cohen moved from pole down, down to down low the other day. He was great in the alumni game. Um, we have uh, freshman Platten playing, been playing well. Um, not sure we're gonna th- who we're gonna throw to the Wolves there in the freshman class. Sam rakins, kid out of Colorado, doing well. Um, so trying to think if that's every everybody. Um,
0: Xander Martin's a good kid. I, I go to church with his with his parents. Um, yeah. incredible family, great family. No doubt about it. Uh, Paquette Paquette got a lot of action this summer with Team USA. Yeah. I thought he accounted for himself extremely well.
1: He's great, you know, and and his big I think his big thing is how he behaves on the clear now, whether he wants to outlet the ball and um he just seems much calmer now. When we do drills, he's you know, he said to me the other day, he said you know, we do certain types of clearing drills where he said this just seems so easy now. It kind of busts his chops like it should have been (laughs) easy for you last year. But he said, Yeah, I just overthink it sometimes. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's surprising. You know, coming out of West Islip and a pretty high level club ball, but still college clearing is different. It's, it. it, I mean, I I remember struggling with that my freshman year and and trying to simplify and then you see different looks from the other team and and reading coverages and knowing the strengths of of the guys you're throwing the ball to, I think is so important.
1: And and there's not a team in the country that doesn't tend man now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's not easy. Do you ramp up your
0: 10-man in, in the fall in practices?
1: No, because we don't have much time. We'll probably work on it a little bit this week for our for our fall uh, tournaments when we played Marquette and, and UMass Lowell. Um, but we haven't touched on it that much at all. Um, you know, so it's a little um, – put a little bit of, bit of time in it make it make it good. And it's something that we don't want to sacrifice practice time with right now. Um, so we'll see. It's not, it's far more attention to it in the, in the spring.
0: Your, your, your 10 man uh, state of the art is kind of like disruptive innovation. And now we see more and more teams doing it, whether it's a zone based 10 man or, or a man, to man, 10 man, and man, if I was a high school coach, I would, I would be picking your brain and I'd be using the 10 man all the time yeah. because at lower, because at lower levels, guys can't make those long passes that are, that are potentially needed to break it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, you know, during the pandemic, I coached my son's eighth grade team and it was like the last year I could coach him and they're, they're, they weren't loaded with talent. I would say they were, they're great kids and tried hard and, you know, we lost our first game. And, um, I said, we're just going to ride the rest of the time. I hope you guys are okay with that. Uh, we put in a ride that, you know, it was, it, I said, as soon as we turn them over, your job is to shoot because I didn't want didn't, didn't want to worry about generating offense with, with six guys out there. Um, so we, I you know, we turned, we turned teams over a ton and then scored a bunch on the clear or scored a bunch on the ride and, um, you know, end up having a, a solid season with those kids.
0: That sounds like uh, a part of my high school career at, at Lindbergh for Larry Glenn's, you know, we got out of the six on six business, basically. Yeah. It's like we're, we're spending a lot of time and we're not scoring many goals. Let's just, find ways we can muck this thing up and make it a full field full field game and capitalize on that right uh you got you you got recruits coming to town when you take them to pizza which place do you pick we
1: don't take them we don't take them we tell we tell them they choose and then you know um i got i got a bad enough time with you know keeping my uh the weight off with my metabolism i don't need to go with pizza with recruits so um they're not those; those places aren't on campus. So, well, there's an argument on staff. We all like modern of the Big Four, but my my go to is the parties in West Haven, which is very far from campus. So, but most of the pizza in Connecticut, you can't go wrong.
0: So, you give the parents and the recruit a list of three or four potential. So if, you're going, if
1: you're going a little Italy, which is that street with where you know two of them are on, and there's another. There's a couple. Of, there's more than two, but the two Sally's and Peppies then you can choose between those two that's fine but if you want to go to don't want to go there go to modern modern is the best of the four and i think it's not even close but um sally's and peppy's i think a little bit i don't know a little commercialized now maybe i don't know um
0: what you know when when our tv grid comes out car car First thing he does is he, he searches the list, sees home games, locks <laughs> it in, and, and it all has to do with pizza. It has nothing to do with lacrosse. It's convenience and pizza.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> well, I sent those guys to zoo parties. They did. They went to Cornell uh, the day after one of our games, I think, and they were like – I think it was him and Cotter. I was like, go to zoo parties. Don't – and they were like, wait a minute, what do you mean? So, and they went and they got this it's – a, it's a place in West Haven. It's off the beaten path. If you're like in a neighborhood and you're like looking around and it's just somebody's house and you just go in and they're rude, you know, sit down and eat the pizza. And that, for me, it's the best one in the area.
0: Cotter probably loved that. You know, those guys drove through the night. Uh, yeah. After that, from the St. Joe's Yale game, they, they went up and drove through the night. I think for the what, Cornell Ohio state game the next day. Yeah. Fueled by pizza. Fueled by uh, who knows what, fueled by insanity. Uh, <laughs> they They made it safe. So I'm sure when, when the, when the nasty waiter asked Cotter what, it, what he wanted for lunch the next day, he was pretty snarky. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for you today, coach.
1: Well, thank you for having me. This is great.
0: Feels, feels like you're, uh, you know, back in your busy season, which is good. Yes. No doubt about it. Oh, I did want to ask you uh staff changes.
1: Yeah. Tom Compitello, um, uh... You know, got out of coaching this year, um, and I bumped up my volunteer, uh, Colin Nesdale.
0: You, you've always, historically, you've always promoted from, from within.
1: Yeah, I feel strongly about the guys that we get that are, I think that there's, you know, so I look for a certain type of guy to, to, you know, work in this program. And I think that, you know, I'm a guy that's, that's. Um, I look for guys who aren't necessarily, um, haven't necessarily had it easy, I guess is the best way to put it um
0: it, yeah and you've developed a little little bit of a coaching family tree as well i mean the, the guys you have you've yeah compared uh, to greg
1: Canella, it's a fern but yeah it's it's <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a plant nonetheless i got a few guys that are out there hopefully a few more in, in the future
0: well appreciate your time this morning coach i know thank you, you got recruits coming to campus uh best of luck this fall enjoyed talking with you thank you